0: Starry Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal by guests and i's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Starry, and I'm a 15-plus-year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota Metro music scene. Check me on at Mark Starry, that's S-T-A-R-Y music.net. Also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music, including my new track, Dog Park, is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, etc., this podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. If you got an extra buck or two, if you would mind tossing in the podcast tip jar, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Stereo Music Podcast. Also consider helping get the word out on the street via social media, five-star rating and review on iTunes, word of mouth, etc. Happy Thought of the Day is by Frank Sinatra my money tony bennett is the best singer in the business thanks for tuning in and welcome to the mark sterry music podcast enjoy Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 107. Thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you in a cold Monday morning here in St. Paul, Minnesota. I'm minutes away from heading out of town to the North Woods for a day or so to help a buddy out with his deer camp prep and see my nephew's Halloween parade. After blowing insulation in the attic all day yesterday, Copper the Wonder Golden and I can't wait to get out of here. Last week's Geeks Wrap Up. Wednesday, I played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. Anxious to hear the new podcast, New Hope Love Life, with TK, Gary, and John. Thursday, Brian K. Johnson and myself jammed at Lucky's 13 in Roseville, Minnesota. Johnson's got to get the exhaust fixed on his truck, because I can hear him pull into the mall parking lot while I was setting up gear inside. Friday, I played a solo show at Danny's in Stillwater, Minnesota. Got booked for another year at Danny's. Love playing there. Saturday, Brian K. Johnson and myself rocked out with some help from Allie Gray and Bart Gosnell at Gosnell's Packer Inn Halloween Party. Highlight costumes were Olivia Newton-Rachel and Gutted Santa Andrew.
1: Upcoming shows.
0: Wednesday, November 1st, 2017, I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Thursday, November 2nd, Brian K. Johnson and myself will be jamming down at Lucky's 13 in Burnsville, Minnesota from 4 to 7 p.m. Friday, November 3rd, I'll be playing a solo show at Ingredients in Whiteberry Lake, Minnesota from 6 to 8.30 p.m. Saturday, November 4th, Mr. Brian K. Johnson and I will be rocking and rolling all the way up to JJ's Pub at Commander Bar in Breezy Point, Minnesota to rock out there from 5 to 9 p.m.
1: Guest this week.
0: It's part two of two with Minnesota singer songwriter Ash St. John. We discuss running back line for Keith Urban, Tony Bennett, Megadeth, etc. Enjoy the conversation. Mr. Ash, St. John, welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, part two with Ash here. We're still at Gabe's in beautiful St. Paul, Minnesota, my favorite city on planet Earth. Um, Me too. What are you drinking tonight there, man? Lonely Blonde? That's the Lonely Blonde. Yes, it is. Oh, God, that's one of my favorites. I'm drinking my standard square hammer. Quote Ric Flair, tasty little devils. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, nice. we're hanging out here at Gabe's in the, in the haunted room back here. So it's just kind of fun. Um, one thing I was going to ask totally. you about. So I wanted when I was talking to you at ingredients. Yes, uh, you're telling us about your backline job, and it blew my mind. It was super super cool. Um, do you mind talking about your backline job and some of your the folks you worked with and and I just really enjoyed that stuff. Mind 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 talking about some of that? Of course.
2: So once again, uh, lucky as heck, my friend Luke just happened to be working a show, and he's like, um, he sees one of the backline techs for this company in town called Total Music, and the guy was saying that they had an opening for some reason, which I'm not even sure how something like this gets brought up, and then Luke calls me up and says, why don't you go in there and just, you know, I know you need some more work, and go see what's up. And so I went in there one day. It's just a warehouse here in St. Paul. And uh, basically what they do is they have a bunch of guitar cabs and guitar amps and bass rigs and um, tons of keyboards and uh, just drums, uh, cymbals, every single bit of hardware. They have some instruments, but they mainly deal in um, the things I just mentioned. And so the idea is uh, you're a person that Well, you you rent this stuff from them. So you can either be like, you're just a regular dude that needs to borrow a a guitar amp for the month or, or a week or weekend or a show, and they'll charge you however much for it. Or you are putting together an order for somebody flying into town that's doing a festival or playing at the state theater just for one night but they're not touring with all their rigs and so they need to rent this stuff and so they come to us and they put together an order and i go in and i put it all together and make sure it's all great from top to bottom and double check and triple check and um And then I go out to the gig and meet the guys and meet the crew and meet the band and work with them all day. Usually you're there in the morning pretty early and... I just find it to be pretty cool that you're interested in this. I've done it for like 10 years now, and it's like for me, it's like, you know, it's just another job, and I've, I'm just around it, and it's it's cool to kind of, you know, I get to hear this stuff, I, uh, and I get to see people's, you know, like my parents and you, and, you know, I think I told you the quick story about how I was working at a country festival this summer, and it was for I think Keith Urban was there, and I think Little Big Town was there, and uh, a bunch of smaller artists, and it was like country jam. Or was out in uh, Country Fest out in Cadott, Wisconsin. One of those. It all blends together for me. And um, you know, I'm getting there. I'm hanging out all day, working with the artists, and you know, it's it's amazing. It really is. But it's hot. You know, it gets to be long days, and they usually have really good catering. And if it, and sometimes it sucks, and sometimes it's really good. And so I'm on the phone with my mom, and I'm like. Mom, uh, this is awesome, but, you know, man, the catering is just blowing out the water today. It's, it's fresh, and it's this and that. And then she goes on face, and she's just like, mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And so I see on Facebook this message to all her, her followers is, my son is working for Keith Urban today, and all he can talk to me about is the stinking catering. That's okay, there's nothing left to
1: say, but Take your records, take your a- Take your memories I don't need them. Take your space and take your reasons But you'll think of me And take your cat and leave my sweat Cause we have nothing left
2: to weather. And I'm like, <laughs> I guess that's how I see it sometimes I'm, I mean, it just become not cynical It's just, I just, you know, you're around it a lot So, you know... Uh, Wherever the gig is, they'll send me there. So it could be anything from, you know, the old Trocaderos downtown or go to the Quest. I was there a whole bunch. I did, you know, Dirks, Bentley and John Mayer down at the old Quest when they were just, this was 10 years ago, 8 years ago, and before Trocaderos and Quest shut down. And then, or you'll do uh, a festival in Iowa. you go down to the, you know, Iowa State Fair, or you'll do the the fair here. Uh, If they have a need for it, you'll go out to Wisconsin and do Country Fest festivals, you'll go to St. Ar- uh, to Arnold's Park down in uh, like Okoboji, Iowa. There's a really nice um, uh, little venue there, um, wherever, wherever it is, man. I did Tony Bennett down in Mystic uh, at the casino and that was just super cool. The loveliness of Paris
1: seems somehow sadly gay the glory that was Rome is of another day I've been terribly
2: alone
0: and what did Tony need now what
2: was what, what was his So he had a like a band so he would have a, a drum set and he'd have a bass rig and he I'm sure he had a guitar amp of some sort. Uh he probably
0: needs and it's called backline. So called if my backline. grandma's listening. What is a backline? So
2: backline is essentially the instruments that are behind the the players. It's the last thing to go up on a show. So imagine that you're putting Throwing a festival, what needs to go up first? Well, you need to set up a stage. You need to set up those huge trusses. Uh, you need to make them very secure, and then that's like the like the bones of, of a show. And then in front of, then you put your lights up, and you'll attach those to the trusses on top. Then you'll fly those big uh, uh, speakers that, that hang down from the side, and those will be flying. Those will be giving your sound. So those guys will set those all up before I even arrive. So I am. Last on, first out. So that means I, I'm the last guy to come in. So everything's ready to go. Everything's working great. And then I come in with the band gear. So I come in with the, the stuff that goes on the stage to be played at the show, and it set, sits behind the the artists and and in generally, what it, to backline stuff is another term that means to uh, imagine you have like four bands. Well, you might have two drum sets. You might have all this gear. So what happens is, is the headliner is in the very, very back because they go last. So then the 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 opener is in front with their gear in front, and they play. They're done. Stage hands and all of everybody goes in and strikes all their gear, gets it off stage. We're ready for the second band. Their stuff is sitting behind, backlined behind uh, the opener, and then it goes that many acts until you get to the to the headliner and then the headliner's up. It's usually my band, whoever I bring. I usually work for headliners because they can afford to, to rent this stuff. Uh, usually it's not your local band that can afford this. It's just nature of the business. Anyway, and so then I'm waiting and my band goes up after having sound checked in the daytime and I'm there to make sure I help out which with whatever they need, if something goes down, we take it down and we put something else up. If they need me to go get them some water, I'll do that for them too, whatever they want.
0: And um, What's and then- the oddest thing an artist has asked you to get during a show?
2: Well, you know, I wish I had something better. Usually they defer that sort of thing to like a... Like a um, uh, the, on their rider it's like a runner so like that might be a different dude that dude is called a runner he might be running you know grabbing those you know the m and Ms or the or, or the Baby Ruth bars or the special kind of beer or whatever I don't see a whole lot of that you know that's not they usually I'm a I guess a kind of one step above that dude. Maybe Uh, we're about the same, but you know, I usually can, you know, tell the the stage hands what to do. They're usually the help for me as well. Um, but I'll be as helpful as I can. Um, but yeah, you get weird like requests for like odd, you know, like you know instruments. That's for sure. Or, you know, but I usually am not the one that you know is not you know sifting through that. If that, if we can't handle, if we can't provide something for them, usually they have something backup or some sort of like second uh, choice that we can usually
0: accommodate with. Let's say there's like a grounding issue or something like that, where there's a feedback buzz through yep, something. Yep. Not me. Now, is that something you have to take care of?
2: No. Nope, nope, nope. That's the people before me. That's the people with the sound. No. I'm working just for the band, just for their equipment, and just for what they need. If it's anything on stage, that's somebody else. So that's kind of nice. You know, we... um Oftentimes, if there's some sort of grounding issue, if there's something that I hear a weird buzz, you know, I definitely bring a bunch of gear with me. A bunch, I have a tech box with, you know, with plugs and, you know, I've been to enough shows that if something's uh, weird, I can usually take care of it as well. If it's not something ah too odd, otherwise, I know where to go and I usually know the right lingo to, you know, to to make it happen.
0: So, you learned all this hands on, I'm guessing, right? Yes,
2: the first show I ever did was just some. It was Switchfoot. I'll never forget it. And it was like looking... Switchfoot? Switchfoot. So this is like 10 years ago. And it's looking back, it's a weird show, even if I had already done this job for 10 10 years. Because usually with your shows, you get there in the morning or whatever it is, and you have time to sound check, and you... You know, you get your stuff on, you have you have help, you get the stuff on stage, you sound check, everything has this process, take your time, and it's perfect. You, would, you wouldn't believe how much time goes into you seeing, you know, Tony Bennett or John or John Mayer or Hank Williams, you name it, whoever it is, it's kind of insane how much, you know, work goes into one of those shows and how much, you know, just detail goes into it. So I'm I'm used to that now. But looking back at this show, it was one of these shows that was... It was a festival, like, in the middle of nowhere, and they had me back up my truck right to the stage, and they were going to play, because there was no sound checks at this festival, so it looked probably kind of a rinky-dink thing. Who knows if they even exist anymore? Um, No sound checks. It was just get the next band on, throw their stuff on stage, and they play, and they're gone. This is Switchfoot. They were big back then. And... And so here I am
0: backing Throw up. would and go, they'd call that now, right? Yeah,
2: exactly. And that's how this whole festival was. And in Switchfoot back then wasn't like some ricky dink band, you know. They were still—they're probably bigger than they are now, uh, as far as like you know mainstream. You know, they're probably actually on the radio. And um, here I am backing up my truck people throwing the stuff on the stage, me having no clue what I'm doing, no my first show doing this at all, and here that we are throwing stuff on stage and and they get up on there and they're playing and I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing And then they throw the stuff back on my truck and, and that's my, that was my life that day. So it was actually kind of an easy gig compared to some of these you know 16 hour days that we go through sometimes.
0: Did you get any advice
2: when working for Tony Bennett? Uh, no, not at all. You know, he he actually was just the sweetest dude. You get to meet him too. Yeah, most of the, a lot of the times, you know, you work for the crew and the band comes up and you know they work with you for a moment and during sound check, and and that's about all you see of the band. And sometimes you know the band is there doing their own sound check and doing their own hauling, and do, uh, just depends. And for him, you know, he obviously didn't do much by way of hauling and setting up everything, but he was made a point. I'm, I never forget it. He just went around to everybody, and this is kind of rare that, you know, that, that he would just look you in the eye and go to every person in the house and, and say, I appreciate your work, and, you know, thank you for being here. Here he is 80 years old. This is only a few years ago. Yeah, and
0: he's a class act. kid he be just a was the, the coolest guy. Love Tony
2: Bennett. I think his uh, daughter was, she sings, I believe, as well. I think it, that's um... Uh, was and she, she was there. Was she hot? And, <laughs> I think she is. I think she's crazy talented. And, yeah, and I think they sang some, sang some duets together, and it was super sweet. And, yeah, he just made a point to do that. And, and I mean, that's that's cool, you know, because sometimes in this business you see... Uh, not to name any names, but you see some people who just, you know, they're on a power trip. You know, I know, I know they're probably dealing with a lot of dumbasses. I get it. I, I see them. You know, people that just have no clue what they're doing. So they probably jades yet throughout the years. And But, I mean, I try to, you know, I mean, I'm not,
0: I, I don't have the experience they do. But What genre of music has the most divas? <laughs> Country, rock, rap, jazz, whatever. Oh, I've worked some.
2: I don't know. I, uh, the rock dudes almost always are chill and cool. I've I, country. I really uh, a lot of these country dudes yes. are, are. I love country just as much as anybody else, and uh, I don't discriminate. But I have been in some diva esque shows with some country people. It's. I don't. I'm not sure what it is. It's. But then again I've worked for some country people that just are just throw it up. I don't care what it is. It's cool, man. Let's just make it happen. Like blues, the opposite of anything diva-ish. Those guys, you'll bring them on, what's on their rider and they'll be like, "What? You brought me what I said I wanted?" And they're like Holy shocked shit. because they go to these places and, you know, I mean, they're just thankful and cool. Most of the time rock dudes are fine. You know, pop Yeah, those straight up pop, like commercial type pop, stuff that will fizzle out in a year anyways. Those people, for some reason, are the ones that usually are nagging about every little thing, even though it's like, dude, this is gonna be over in an hour. Let's just make it happen, you know? You know, I we're here to serve and we're here to do our best, but sometimes shit happens, you know? (laughs) So yeah, that's just how it is.
0: But yeah. Who are some other unique names you worked with besides Keith Urban, Tony Bennett, Switchfoot?
2: Oh man, you just who who haven't I? Just even this last summer, did Alabama. That was pretty cool. Uh, Got to see some legends, and and, you know they were super good. Um, Winona Judd.
0: I just she she the was when I was a kid. Yeah, I kind of She's, like. Did she still sound good? Oh, she
2: was amazing for sure. She was she was super cool, and um, you know, just starting, I know Yeah, like I said, John Mayer, uh, Neon Trees, uh, done. Um, trying to think of like some big ones. You'd be just a ton. I don't even know. It's hard to keep them all straight. Iron Maiden? Not Iron Maiden. I did, this summer, I did Megadeth. That what? Was, that was cool. Just like the
1: fighting bike, biker who led brass through the streets who like the marionettes swaying to the symphony
2: I have pictures of their uh, I got to meet him. Did you? I did not meet him. He just kind of walked. You know, he. I. He just did his thing. That was totally cool. It was fine. He. Didn't, he didn't have to meet me, but
0: you get to meet him. Yeah, national cool? him once. I told the story in here before. Yeah, he's super cool, man. Nice. Um, was your backline tricky?
2: Oh yeah, their drums are insane. It's mostly, a lot of the times for my job, not being a drummer, I've become. I'm more adept at drums than I am at anything. Keyboards, anything, guitar amps, anything, bass rigs. Drums are where we have to be the most finicky. We, we always put on new heads, and the guys always have their own specified uh, kinds. And I try over the years, I just, just kind of threw them on. But I've tried to become a little better at tuning, so I think I've gotten pretty good at uh, tuning drums. And putting up a kit, I can usually look at a plot or, or, or Google... Uh, um, an image from a, a show recently, and try to make their kit look pretty darn good. Um, yeah, Vince Neal's dude. His uh, I forget what the, that guy's name. Did you get to meet Vince Neil? I did. I love Motley Crue. Yeah, he played. I think it was Moondance this summer. So that was they were How good. How he sounded? It, not too bad. You know, he does a lot of this. So I'm, so I'm, 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 I'm holding the, the mic out to the audience. You know, He's doing, he does a lot of that. I try that at gigs and no one sings that. <laughs> you know, he's, he's still doing it. His band, whoops
0: ass. So they, they help out a lot. So, yeah. I have to look up. He had one hit as a solo artist, and i got to figure out what it was. <laughs> clipping in there but i don't know what it was it was a
2: pretty big hit though I was think. it yeah yeah he rocked he his band had this whole like little um uh section where they just did a medley this was like shortly after chris cornell died and they did a song by sard and his band just went up there and his his lead guitar player is a phenomenal singer got that 80s rasp 80s high voice just screams it and um Blando or something like that um he just rocks man and so they just did like a 20 minute like just song into song into song like a medley and then ended with um I think Pretty News
0: uh by uh, Soundgarden so that was super wow. cool that was sweet I've been listening to a lot of rock lately what's some other yep, rock so you guys said, you've been working with
2: oh my gosh it's Let me think here. It's hard to like keep it all straight. It really is. If you get to work with
0: Ghost next summer, you're calling me for sure. I'll I'll be tagging along.
2: What's the name of a really big kind of lady fronted, uh, pretty heavy band that's pretty popular now? Paramore. The Pretty Reckless. That's who it is. The Pretty Reckless. pretty reckless. Awesome. Oh, dude, they're s- slamming it. It was super cool. Um, Rockfest is always a good time out in Any
0: super Any rockers loud. that have a live band with them?
2: Oh, yeah. I've, like Jeezy, they had a cool acoustic
0: live band and stuff behind them?
2: No oh, definitely, they, they do have that. I haven't done a ton of that. You know, most of these type of things would be them just flying in for one gig and going at it. Um... You know, R&B dudes, like Genuine and um, um, I should have had some more of that prepared. Sorry, guys. But chances are I've worked for them. (laughs) If you know them, (laughs) whoever they
0: are, if they're pretty decent. What's the most unique instrument you've had to throw in your car to bring to a show? You know, nothing too insane.
2: You know, mandolins. Get called for those. Otherwise, you know, nice guitars. We have a good selection of, you know, American-made strats and tellies and... If you could uh, steal pieces. one, what one would you want? Oh, man. Probably one of those, like, really old, vintage looking strats. But you know what? They... We have some really nice stuff, but you can imagine that if it's being thrown out on a gig like this, you're not going to want to, you know, give your best stuff because... It's still rental gear, after all, so you never know what if they're, you know, gonna decide to smash it, or even like this last summer. I believe I didn't work this show, but one of the dudes that works for the company was working this really posh uh, private party in like Minnetonka, and it was you know, you know some dude's house, and he had, I think he had Kiss out there. So it just gives you an idea of how much you know, he's he's having a party and he's having kids at his party and I, and I want to say the MC awesome. yeah, and like the, he had like an MC working the show and this, show, this uh, story has gone around the office many times, it's, it's pretty much folklore now, where Like one of our instruments is there, and they're 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 throwing auctions. They always like you know uh, gathering money at these you know uh, silent auctions or just auction auctioning off stuff uh, for a good cause. Usually these type of parties are doing that. Anyways, and I think he like one of the MC just grabs the guitar on stage, and maybe not knowing whose it is, (laughs) I don't even know how this happens. And he just says, "I'm going to auction off this guitar," and like this guitar is like, you know, not insane you know it's not like ten thousand dollars or something and but it's the guys were saying that they like really liked it It had like a unique sound and it was its own instruments and they ended up you know basically buying it to auction it off and so i mean that's okay if they pay for it they can totally do that but it's just still kind of weird and they ended up doing it and so the the, obviously the the guitar probably went to a home that didn't Probably got uh, sold for a lot of money. So <laughs> Yeah. So that's just kind of the stuff you just come across. It's like these, the summer I did a private party out on Mintonka for, and Zach Brown Band was there. I got my toes in the water, ass in the sand,
1: not a worry in the world, a cold beer in my hand. Life is good today.
2: Life is good today. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and you would just wouldn't believe this. What you drive up into—it's like this huge lawn with a full venue on this dude's lawn, with you know thousands of people uh, eventually there. You know we're working, and you can't take anything down the. Everything's got to be forklifted down the hill to this lakefront pop-up venue that they that, this pop-up stage, and. Right there, there's the whole massive lake, and here's a, a stage just popped up, and, and they got Zach Brown in, and it's just insane. You know, some of the stuff you do. And then some of the stuff you're just working on, a, a street festival in the middle of the summer uh, for some local jazz band. Who knows? You know, it's just
0: wherever the gig is, nature of the beast. Nice, man. Um, so don't forget, Ash is also performing. You got any big shows coming up, man?
2: Well... Nothing humongous. By the time you hear this, I probably will have gone through this next weekend. I'm playing, uh, I, I'm a regular at a winery down in Casada, which is um, a cute little town nestled between St. Peter and Mankato. Um, winery down there called Chancasca Creek uh, Winery and Ranch. Cool place, awesome wine, awesome ambiance, a courtyard out there with weeping willows. You just can't. Uh, paint a better scene. I, I go there about once every few months, so I'm hitting that up this Friday, then I'm playing the Green Mill out in Shoreview uh, on Saturday. I, I told you, there, you about that.
0: Too far from Shoreview, yeah. Yeah, man.
2: Uh, it'll be fun. You know, pays a little bit of money. You play for the clientele. You get to practice and play tunes. Nothing better I than that, that right? It's my favorite thing to do. Exactly. Nothing wrong with that. I play Cadence Records on October 28th. It's a Saturday night. Not sure if you'll hear um, hear this before then. This will be out next week. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah I'll, so I'll play there. The, the Cadence Records is a small record shop on, I think it's Payne Avenue, right there in St. Paul. Um, cool place. They have a awesome uh, coffee espresso bar in there. Re- straight up record shop right there in in the city and in the back there's a room and they have a they've made a little stage in there you can't probably fit many more than 20 people in that little room and make it feel really intimate but they're doing a good thing out there they have music every saturday now i believe uh maybe some fridays and they'll host everything from singer songwriter nights to like hardcore nights and like hardcore bands so um so that's cool Otherwise, you know, got some private events coming up. And otherwise, my life is looking towards the next year. I have about nine songs recorded. And I could just mash them all together for a full-length album. But we all know how the world is working nowadays in the single culture. So I'm just going to hop on that bandwagon. That's the way I listen to music anyways, too. I'm a Spotify dude. And... And... I don't listen to a whole lot of albums. You know, I listen to a lot of singles, and I listen to, you know, songs here and there. I make playlists. I find playlists. That's how I find a lot of the music I like to listen to. If I find a new artist, I'll I'll go through their catalog, of course. Um, Anyway, so I have these songs. I'm going to release them uh, in, like, eight-week increments starting in January, and that'll keep me busy for, like, a year and a half, you know, just with stuff I've already got recorded, which I thought was kind of cool. That's awesome. Isn't that cool? I'm I'm looking forward to that. So It'll it'll be something new every... weeks to promote every eight weeks to new album artwork put it online you know do you have a new one you want to play in the end of the show sure yeah i mean i have yeah i could play text me one yeah i'll do that what song The, the first song is that i'm a release in january is something called mad respect i released it a little while ago under a different moniker but it just it just never got its due, and and it was just a kind of a floppy little thing I did, um, and so it's gonna get its proper due by being released in January. I'll send that one to you, and I have
0: some. Is that cool with you? Of course, yeah. We we'll can do see that it at the end of this. Yeah, sweet. We'll take a listen to it. If you Let's don't mind. do it. So, What's yeah. the story behind that song? We'll do the part right now. That song is.
2: Well, it's called Mad Respect, and it is kind of an ode to like the regular Joe. Really, like you're out there, you got your family, and you have hopes and aspirations like we all do. You haven't given up, um, but you got responsibility, and you know sometimes you just got to do it. And the song is just Mad Respect to all those people that just wake up and make it happen. And that's what I, I just I find myself to be like that, that type of person. And I would like to think that people you know maybe look up to that for me and then i definitely am inspired by those who you know with great stories that just you know maybe got you got a kid and who cares man you're you're, you're starting that business you're going to work you're you know you're saving up a few dollars you're you know just you haven't given up on life you know per se so that's what it's about i can't it's,
0: wait to hear it cool yeah it's a- ash st john thanks for being on the Mark Street music podcast man thank you man that's a blast Tuning into this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for a new podcasts about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places. Podcasts are available. This is a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit Patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits on this show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time.